and welcome to episode 30 of the MTG Complex Cast. My name is Steven, I'm joined by my co-hosts John hey. and Chris. Hey. And in today's episode we'll be talking about some Dominaria cards that we think stand out from the set. We'll also be taking a look at the first Brawl Challenge that happened this past Sunday. Uh, but first let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played against. Chris, let's start with you. Um, so I went ahead and played Amulus uh, on Friday night. Uh, deck did not perform very well at all. Um, I just kind of got dumpstered all night long. And the round that I did win, I didn't deserve to win because my opponent played fairly poorly. Um, <laughs> haven't heard this story before. <laughs> I played against the Hollow One deck round one, and he basically just turned one him to torque to me for three cards, and I... Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I got a super salty Facebook message. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, granted, I I've literally never sat across the table from a turn to um, Primeval Titan, but I will say, turn one, turn your hand into fucking unplayable garbage, put multiple four fours into play is pretty high on the feels bad scale. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't know, I I, I don't want to go uh, declaring that we we required these salt bands or whatever, but <laughs> salt bands. It, the salt mines of ye. It's easily one of the most tilting ways to lose in Magic, because you know if you if you draw poorly, right, you kind of feel like oh well you know that's that's how the game is sometimes, and you know that's unfortunate. But when your opponent induces the variance upon you, it's just so incredibly tilting. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I have eight power and you have no lands in your hand anymore? Gee, that's that's a real shame. Maybe you should play a better deck. <laughs> <laughs> you should play a deck of more lands. Yeah. Clearly, that's my problem. But you know uh, what? Like, like, on the flip side of that, I played against a, a player online who, like, Burning Inquiry twice and discarded like both of his uh, artifact dudes, Hollow Ones, and discarded his uh, Tassiger and his Gurmog Angler, uh, <laughs> and had a Flame Wake Phoenix in his hand that he ended up having to card cast to stay alive. And he was like, and like I made a comment about something like I, it was like some some funny interaction that happened, and I just like said, "LOL, that's funny." And he's like. Like super salt lord was just like, yeah. Well, I kept a one lander and uh, ended up discarding all my threats. So I think you just got lucky. I and mean, I was like, you did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but see, <laughs> I was like, but, like that's what your deck does. Like it's random. I mean, but in that case, whose fault? Who registered burning inquiry in the, their deck list? It wasn't you. Which is why it's so tilting because I'm not the one who registered Burning Inquiry in my deck. Yet Word. I'm still getting <laughs> fucking browned by the variance uh, that has resulted from it. That's accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I just play a better deck. God, it's so tilting. And then uh, to to make the night better, I ride, I play against Ponza round two. Oof. And I'm like, this is turn one arm I'm like, oh, here we go. Did you, did you actually play or did you just scoop? <laughs> Well, I won game one because turns out if they don't draw Blood Moon, their deck is pretty ass against you. Yeah, that's accurate. Um, he has turn one elf, I have turn one snake. And then he's just like trying to snowman your guy. I'm like flashing a bounce land, save my land. 
Next turn, Stone Range, Flash in a Bounce Land, save my land. Play a Primeval <laughs> Titan. Like, how do you beat a Primeval Titan? He's like, I don't. All right. <laughs> Next game. Next game, turn two, here's a Blood Moon. All right, cool. Great. I have a requisition. Do I find a forest? Nope. All right. Next game. Uh, play like, you know, forest. You know, Snake Go. He's like Arbor Elf. Like, all right, you know, explore something. Pass. Like Blood Moon. Turn two. Like, yep. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> all right. Next turn. Like, do I draw a rest stage? Nope. All right. Play a little mountain. Pass. Like Stone Ranger Forest. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Uh, it was all she wrote. Sounds delightful. <laughs> oh, and then I, I played another round against um, the Grizzlebrand, the Grizzlebrand deck. And I guess uh, in my defense, I mized the crap out of him game one. I just happened to have my one Bajuka Bog in my hand. Oh, baby. Oof. With my scout in play, and he just happened to go for it. When he could have oh, waited a yeah. turn and had double Gorios and beaten a random Bajuka Bog. But he's like, eh, yes. what's he gonna have? Bajuka Bog. Bajuka Bog. Actual Bajuka Instant Bog. Instant speed Bajuka Bog. <laughs> Always so, gets him. He was pretty sad. And then game two, he Blood Moons me, and I lose. <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot that deck plays Blood Moon too. Ugh. What a cancerous <laughs> format we play. Game three, I, I just go Tory West Pass, and he's like... Temple of what is it? Mal- Malice. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if he tops or not. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, huh? I could, you know, play a, a green source and explore. Nah, I'll just play a radiant fountain and pass because sure enough, turn two does ritual blood moon like swan song. <laughs> <laughs> not falling for that one again. Oh man. Yeah, it turns out his hand didn't have anything going on other than the Blood Moon. So, take that, I guess. You're right. But God, it was it was a very, very tilting evening, to be sure. Sounds like it. Anyway, enough of my assault. Um, <laughs> what about you, John? What did you play over the weekend? I, um, I did not play very much Magic myself, actually. I didn't go to F&M this week because I had some friends in town. And, uh, but I did play a little bit of Blue Red Delver online, where I encountered the world's slowest Belcher player. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy was slow. I don't know what he was thinking about. Maybe he was double queued. I don't know. But he played at an absolutely glacial pace. And I'm on, you know, Blue Red Delver, Blue Red Prowess. It plays at a pretty pretty brisk pace i'd say generally speaking you uh, just kind of dump out your hand do some things get some triggers kill them uh but i, I got to i got to get him real good with a a smash to smithereens so that was a uh, was very satisfying took the win against belcher well i'm gonna go on a limb here and and uh say the belcher was probably not very concerned about his clock yeah that's extremely correct but man i just like thought he had disconnected at multiple points during the match and apparently he was just deep sea diving about which ritual to cast first out of the two cards in his hand just chilling these weren't like combo turns this is like you know he casts like a ritual and then does something else it was like 
There's no variable ways to play this out. <laughs> it's, you do this, then that. The only thing is whether you go for it or not that turn. And man, he took his time figuring that one out. Um, maybe he was like uh, sending and receiving play hints by telegram. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe if you had thought about it a little harder, you could have won. Yeah. <laughs> he did not, in fact. But uh, so did that. Uh, and I spent a lot of time um, watching a friend play over Skype, and he was playing Popper Blue Red Goblins. That sounds awful. It's sweet. It is a combo deck. Drew our entire deck multiple times, just crushing people. It's amazing. Uh, the blue-black decks are pretty pretty bad matchup but other stuff is just like almost comically easy you just like play some goblins you know you, you have some coldolfa rebirths some some krenko's commands some dragon spotters and then you uh you cast like a brightstone ritual or uh i think is it is it battle battle him i think is two mana get a red for each doodle oh, you have battle him yeah and then you're casting uh enchanting enchanting melody and Entra entrancing melody it's a three and a blue choose a creature type you control you draw oh, a card yeah. for each creature of that it's type in the elf deck too sometimes. yeah so you're like you just go off you play electromancer to make your stuff cheaper it's a goblin <laughs> Yeah, and you play uh, you play Chromatic Spheres, I think the one that when it dies you draw a card. Stars. Star. So you can filter with it, but you can also <clears throat> Krenko's command. <laughs> or not Krenko's command. So you can uh, Koldotha rebirth it and draw the card anyways. Which <laughs> feels pretty good. <laughs> uh, seems good. Seems good. And so the kill is you just like you just whack them. Or um, you could play uh, Impact Tremors. We had Impact Tremors on the board. Oh, yeah. Which was yes. pretty sweet. Um, and then the two versions of the deck. The other version plays Goblin Warstrike. <laughs> no Electromancers. And it plays Springleaf Drums. Which I'm sure Stephen can appreciate. <laughs> Man, Springleaf Drums are the nuts sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you just need a Springleaf Drum and you're just like, alright, I just need to make this other colored mana. And you draw it, and you're just like, yes. A deck was super sweet. I might buy into it. It's uh, it's really fun, and uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty decent. It's definitely better than the other crappy storm decks we've been playing. Oh, uh, God. We just destroyed a guy playing <laughs> uh the tireless tribe deck too. <laughs> just like. <laughs> I still want to play the Zubera Storm. Oh yeah, Zubera Storm. Ah, yeah, that deck seems sweet. Um, yeah did that and then i like also watched him do a pre-release sealed event um format's interesting it's really slow blood tallow candle is better than you think we played three they were insane which one's that one six it's a, it's a one mana artifact and it's six tap sack to give a creature minus five minus five until Whoa. turn. yeah it seems it's like seven mana though <laughs> yeah but i mean like you're not yeah yeah that's it's... like and it, late like, in the game it's an artifact so it triggers yeah. stuff that cares about heroic or is it heroic historic. yeah uh, historic. historic that's right yeah historic heroic so, is that is that mechanic from theros mechanic from theros uh, yeah yeah that's a bad mechanic um and then i played a lot of hearthstone yeah hearthstone quick steven tell us about uh 
your week of matching before I talk about playing Murloc Paladin in every format. Uh, quickly, quickly. <laughs> so uh, this past week, I got to play lots of Amulet. By lots, I just mean one more day of my usual uh, week of magic. I got to play on a Thursday tournament. I think I found a sweet uh, spot in New York to play on Thursdays. It had about, I want to say about 20 to 30 people there. So just going like, to play, just just like gonna play Affinity literally every night of the week now that you I mean, in New York? I mean, so actually, uh, this whole week I didn't touch Affinity, which is weird. Feels weird. Uh, but instead, all I played was Amulet. Good old... Uh, good old of culture. Good old Amulet. Um, Do you own so, the whole deck in paper? Yeah, so in paper, I, in paper, I own the deck completely. Um, so how on, do you like live with yourself playing it online without oh, the cards because you have the cards in paper? It is. It's just. It's not fun anymore. At, <laughs> at first, at first, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm like cheesing people with this incomplete deck." Ha 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 ha. Now I'm just like, man, dead this on the inside. Sucks. <laughs> So on Thursday, I ended up going uh, uh, undefeated, three wins, and a split uh, for some prize money, some store credit money. And, um, man, the deck worked great. I had really tight matches against uh, Control, um, which shouldn't usually be an issue, but when they're just, like, countering everything you got, um, you know, at at some point he cast a... uh, uh, Halo, uh, fuck. Rune Halo? He, yeah, at some point ah! he, cast, he cast Rune Halo and named Walking Ballista. Uh, That's and, interesting. And for whatever reason, I think I think my facial... So, like, when people name cards... When people play cards like that and the card isn't in my hand, I just shrug it because, like, it's not in my hand. Therefore, it's not relevant to what I'm doing right now. Leaky, um, leaky. Uh, and so... So I guess he took that as, like, a tell that I took him out of the deck because this was post-board. Um, and see. so at some point, he puts it back in his hand with a cryptic command and then <laughs> recast it and plays uh, and names uh, Primeval Titan. <clears throat> and then as soon as he does that, I top deck a Tolaria West. And I just, like... And I just start counting all the man on my board. I think at that point I had like 30 plus man. Like, not 30. Like, it was like 25, 26 mana. Uh, that's dead. not. Yeah, that wasn't including the uh, the triggers off a of Titan that I could do after attacking. <clears throat> so I attacked with Titan, got two just more lands. Ramp. Just, just a ramp. Just a ramp. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's and strange. Just, and just cast. Uh, oh, and I got a Cavern of Souls to name Constructs. Yeah. <laughs> Most and I, excellent. And I played this walking bullet stuff for fifty. It was great. Fifty? What? No, not actually fifty, but like okay. a bunch. A big okay. a large number. And then on Monday, uh today, I uh went O2 drop. Excellent. <laughs> I got, got Amulus indeed. <laughs> Amulus indeed. Uh first round against Grixis Control. Uh in my experience, bad matchup. Chris, I don't know what your experience is with it. Um, but Inquisition, the shit out of your hand, plus Lightning Bolt and Fatal Push, everything you play on the board and then terminate your big dude is just uh, uh, kind of impossible to play against. 
and then yeah, listen listen to this guy now he's saying in my experience he's got experience now <laughs> i actually have i actually have actual experience with the deck now it's great mm. <clears throat> uh, and then i played against storm which i just have like n- little to no interaction with so i just sit there and like it's turn turn three do you win do do you win and it was actually funny uh I had put my opponent on not having a ritual in his hand to win in game two, and then he plays Manamorphos and like top decks a ritual. <clears throat> God, just like uh. classic Anyways. blunder. Yeah, I was just like, all right, expecting the star deck to not have a ritual. No, but he didn't. So that was like, like I played right, right. So he like uh, gifts and given, but he did. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, it was a it was a, a a not so great night for me tonight, um, but I will not be discouraged from playing the deck. I will continue living on the amulet dream this week uh, on Thursday with modern yet again. Yet uh, again. The I will say the one cool deck that I saw this whole week <clears throat> is this enchantressless uh, modern deck uh i actually ended up losing two in a modern league um i went to time because i was trying to figure out lines of plays that i should be doing to win and uh kind of just you know he had like two minutes left i had zero minutes so i ended up losing but um (laughs) i guess that's how it works um it was very interesting i played uh the four man enchantment saying uh creatures you have to pay x for creatures to, uh, attacking you where x is the amount of enchantments you control sphere of safety that one so safe and he played uh nevermore so he played so he goes like turn three nevermore naming primeval titan i'm like okay sure and then i resolve a tireless tracker and then he plays a circle uh Story circle circle Story of Circle, Circle Story, Sor- so- Story Circle, Story Circle. Is that is that what it is? It's yes. a three man enchantment. Pay one white. Uh, prevent the next. Prevent damage from the next color of your choosing. Well, Story Circle is basically build your own seal circle of protection, whatever color you want. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that kind of locked me out of the game until I could find engineered explosives, and I engineered explosives for three, and then I won. Uh, game two, he did something to my explosives that I couldn't play it. I don't remember what it was, but whatever. It was it was an interesting matchup, and I, I'm now well prepared to play against it next time uh, so I don't go to time. Did you guys see any cool decks during the week? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> salt, 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 salt. Uh, okay, then I saw the uh, the Goblin deck, which I thought was super sweet, and we played against a uh, mono white affinity deck in Popper. Ooh, which was I'm interested. Which is interesting. Yeah, it plays like a lot of stuff with uh, it's like a flying guy that gets bigger with metalcraft, and then, like a not flying guy that gets bigger with metalcraft, <laughs> some bone splitters, and some glint hawks, and a bunch of Thraven inspectors. Oh, is it played Rusted Relic? I don't think so. I don't know. Is that just not good enough? I don't it's know. Like, what, no, I didn't that see was enough of the deck, wasn't it? 
I didn't see enough of the deck. We yeah, just I got kind of common in uh, modern masters. We had bad hands and got kind of beat down. Um, but I just liked what they were doing, so I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, you're uh, right. You're right. I guess God, Rusted Black was so sweet in uh, Modern Masters because it was a common, and you if you drafted like seven of them, you can just play seven. Yeah. So you just have like mono four mana five fives. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think they were playing Rusted Relic. That is uh, sweet. I don't think good enough. Too expensive. Speaking of speaking of artifacts, I think that's a good way to uh, transition into this topic of the week, where we talk about Dominaria cards. Uh, seeing as um, well, we one of my damping cards. sphere, more cards to shit on amulet. What? <laughs> Listen, it wasn't just for amulet, all right. It's for also all the other decks that do dumb, disgusting all of things. The other decks. Tron hey, amulet is a fair interactive magical deck. Actually, I kind of felt like this is this is the first time I've ever played like a true combo deck uh, at a tournament, and I actually kind of felt bad for my opponent who just like oh you know the sociopath who put their cards down and just like crossed their arms and just sat back and waited for me to like run through the process of this deck, and he's just like not happy with it whatsoever. You mean and people then don't do like, that with you playing Affinity already? You're sitting there counting. They're just like, yeah, no, be, no, yeah, because am I they dead? <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, <laughs> they don't have enough time to do that. <laughs> I do it before their cards hit the table. Because <laughs> I feel like when I play against Affinity, I'm sitting there counting like, oh, I'm just dead. Let's see if my opponent can count up how I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, they found it. All right, cool. Next game. That's how or, I. Oh, am. they didn't find it. <clears throat> eh, cool. What did we draw? Now we're still dead. <laughs> When you when you're like, oh look, they had lethal and they decided not to kill me. Where's I my do draw like step? that. That's always fun when they it's decide. Like, oh, just my opponent just doesn't know what they're you. doing, and no punishment. Yeah, <laughs> you draw the card and you're like, great, fantastic, <laughs> dead anyways. Doesn't matter. Um, leading cause of salty conversations during magic matches. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, <laughs> they're like, they're like good games. They're like, yeah, sure, huh? I mean, you could have killed me like three turns earlier, but yeah, yeah, yeah good game. Yeah, if you can call them good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from our super saltiness, uh, these Dominaria cards... Can we like, ever truly move on? <laughs> <laughs> Podcast has not demonstrated the ability to move on. MTG, confl- <laughs> M- MTG Saltcast. Saltcast. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we've picked some cards from Dominaria... Saltflux. <laughs> fuck... <laughs> Uh, uh, <clears throat> anyway, we've picked some cards to um, to highlight out of Dominaria that we think are going to be standout players in uh, whatever format we we felt like choosing. And I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and lead off with uh, Seal Away. Uh, Seal Away is a two mana enchantment with flash. It's white and one. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, exile target tapped creature and opponent controls until seal away leaves the battlefield. Um, I think this has some very niche modern playability, but specifically, I'm really excited for this in standard. I think white has always been lacking a serious removal spell, and I think this is, I think this is it. I think this uh, a two mana kill your dude while it's attacking me is is pretty powerful. Question: What about? Is this card better or worse than Journey to Nowhere? 
Um, I would say that it is... I mean, it depends on what context you're putting it in. Like, in the sense that you can exile you can technically exile two creatures if you have like blink effects with journey to nowhere also the fact that it doesn't have to be tapped yeah <laughs> i guess but like uh if there if it's tapped then it's kind of like it, i guess seal is just a more direct way of like answering something that's important to you at the moment whereas uh journey to nowhere could be more of like a proactive Exile, like, ah, this will be a problem later in the game. Let's get rid of it now. Um, so, I, mean, I don't I guess, know. I think, I think they're different. I guess most things you really care about getting rid of probably are tapping at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, they're attacking... See, it's better against hasty boys, right? Sure. But, like, but it's also good against, like, like a big fat 7-7 seven seven coming at you that you wouldn't normally have the answer for. I don't know. Just journeys, like... Maybe they have a creature that they're accruing value from, but aren't attacking with or something. Exactly, You could yeah. hit it with your journey, whereas this other card is like, sure you don't want to hit me with that? You want to attack? You sure? <laughs> no? I promise this two mana doesn't do anything. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, like I said, like if you're being, if you're, if you're trying to be proactive, then, then uh, journey nowhere is probably just better. But uh, seal away, I think, is just a, an answer to something that you need to get rid of uh immediately or something that's pressure dinosaur, on you right uh yeah but that is for converted mana cost three or less yeah what uh, the hell is that card called again uh, baffling end baffling yeah. end yes no is that it yeah it's baffling something something. That, yeah baffling end yep yeah yeah there's also sorcery speed <clears throat> So. Yeah, and and yeah, whenever whenever the the enchantment leaves the battlefield, your opponent gets a three three cre- trample creature, um, which is like accidentally incidental for those green decks running the the three mana uh, enchantment breaker. But I think you still would just rather have back whatever it is they exiled, right? Yeah, accurate. But you don't. Um, my other card for this standout list is Wizard's Retort. It's a cancel, but it has this spell costs one less to cast if you control a wizard. So it's a counterspell if you control a wizard. Um, I don't know. I just think this, this deck is, this, this card is going to be really good in modern, I think, personally. Are there uh, any, are there any dragon wizards? I think we can play an eight counterspell deck, Chris. <laughs> Esper Dragon Wizards. You know um, what's a dragon wizard? Nameless inversion. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. <laughs> you don't control a nameless inversion, unfortunately. Okay, Mutavolt is also a dragon wizard. Yeah. Do you control it on the stack? No. Dang. Um. <laughs> you can st- <laughs> but with Mutavolt it still build your own cancel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could just Pay three with this card. You animate it to attack, right? Uh, and then uh, <laughs> it um, protect, but it also attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think th- I think this card's solid. I mean, with just like just thinking of like Snapcaster alone, right? If you have any um, loot abilities in your deck, or even if you're just playing like a blue red wizards list, which I think is kind of already circulating a little bit. I think it's. Uh, 
Tassiger's not a wizard, correct? It's a shaman. Tassiger? He's dumb. Yeah, he's not a wizard. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just with Snapcaster alone, I feel like this card's worth it. Uh, you're... About, you already have a Snapcaster in play, like, later in the game, when you're, like, more okay paying three. Like, early in the game is when you don't want to be paying three, right? Sure. Yeah. It's, like, hard to get a wizard in turn one. One thing to note is, uh, if Dover of Secret Slips, it's no longer a wizard. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Yeah. I got off this card a lot when I found out that Delver is not a wizard when it flips. <laughs> that's that's what did it for you. Yeah. I mean, there's it's, what. So what's the next best one drop wizard? Grim Lavamancer, probably right. Probably. Um, if I'm not mistaken. But he cost red, so you you have to have red into blue blue. I mean, yeah. it's doable. Just but... invents, no problem. <laughs> take that damage uh yeah i don't know i guess i guess maybe i'm maybe i'm a little optimistic for it in in modern um i think it's standard it'll just be a nice card to have kind of like uh i, I do like that every every new set comes with a new cancel uh sometimes it's actually just cancel um <laughs> <laughs> uh and i think i think this is i think this is a cool addition to like the cancel rotation yeah, it's good to have available. I mean, I want it to be good, but I'm a little skeptical. But I am more than willing to be proven wrong, because I would love to have a great wizard cancel. Yeah. Counterspell, whatever. Uh, my third card on the list is Tishar Ancestor's Apostle. It's a 4-mana 2-2 with flying. It's white and 3. It's a legendary creature, Bird Cleric. Uh, whenever you cast a historic spell... Return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So it's essentially just a Sun Titan uh, with multiple Sun Titan abilities for just casting spells. Specific um, types of spells. Yeah. We uh, Historics. We had this in our sealed deck last night. Mm-hmm. And we were really excited. We actually splashed white in our green-black deck to play it. Mm-hmm. And it sucked ass. Did you have any historic <laughs> spells to back it up? Remember the fact that we were playing three of those candles? Oh, yeah. That was just the candles. Yeah, it... Didn't light the hard. way to victory? The problem with this card, and I think it might be better in a constructed... I know it will be better in a constructed format, is you have to meet two criteria for this card to be good. A, you have to have things that are worth reanimating in your graveyard. Mm -hmm. And B, you have to have the historic spell to trigger it. Which is artifact, legendaries, and sagas. And sometimes it's surprisingly hard to get those to line up. And when they don't, it is a two mana, or a, a four mana, four mana flying two-two. Two -two, which <laughs> is fucking awful. It's yeah. an expensive wind drake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I'm thinking this card's probably like a late uh kind of like a late card action in either like a mono white deck or, you know, a white X deck in standard. Um I don't see it ever leaving that kind of space. Um but I do think that I don't know, you play this and then you play like a mox amber, right? And then you're you you get back some other white weenie that you've lost to whatever ability um i think that could be pretty strong oh, standard. This, the ceiling on this card is insane right yeah the floor is also pretty low so yeah i'm not sure where on that spectrum it lands in like the average game of magic 
Mm-hmm. In sealed, it seemed very low. But in constructed formats, I think you can finagle things a lot better, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then my last card that I'm excited for. I mean, it wouldn't be like a, like a proper Steven thing if I didn't include a card <laughs> for affinity. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Traxo, Scourge of Krug. Um... This is a form, a colorless four mana dude. He's a seven seven with trample. Uh, he enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during my untap steps. But when I cast a historic spell, I get to untap him. Uh, I think you've already taken ownership of the card. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Doing my untap my, steps. My untap steps. <laughs> my Traxos. So and it's gonna be your face. So uh, in affinity, it's it's not difficult to get to four mana in some games it is very difficult because you're dealing with like uh you know your threats are very low to the ground you don't need that much mana to operate so you play like two mana two mana big threats you know your artburn avenger your steel overseer your cranial platings those are big threats that people have an answer how bad are you gonna feel when you play this untap on turn five play a thing to untap it and then when you go to attacks they like shatter it somehow they, like, just abrade it, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Colgon's command, shoot your other guy, destroy that. Yeah. That's that's when it's going to feel pretty bad. You need um, a welding jar. That's why you I play two in the main. You, like, cast the Thraxos, and they, like, disdainful stroke it. Oh. Like, what? <laughs> what? Why, why is that you... card in your deck? <laughs> I've had too many Got situations. Him. I've I've had way too many situations where I'm like playing like the ultimate spice, and then this person just brings out like this miser dumb counter spell, and I'm like, what? But uh, mm, just get really frustrated, and I scoop on the spot. It's like shouldn't be playing that dumb cards. Normal decks oh, don't even play. Spice. Bro, bro, bro. Blocked counter spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just uh, you're just encouraging that behavior out of your opponents when you scoop on the spot. Yeah, basically. They like <laughs> their excitement grew three sizes that day. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think this, I think this card could be could be strong. Uh, I'm gonna try playing it in Affinity just because I want to try playing it in Affinity. Uh, I will eventually get around to playing with a version with Karn, but currently not at its uh, $50 price point, $40 yeah. price point. Why play this super awesome Planeswalker when we can play this glorified Juggernaut? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, my Have friend. you tried actual Juggernaut yet? No, not yet. <laughs> Isn't that 5 mana? Is it? Oh. It's a 5-3 man. Has to attack every turn. Must um, attack if able. <laughs> so so I don't know I just I like the idea of being able to like especially some games you get flooded turn by turn two you have four mana easily um, by turn three you definitely have four mana easily uh, so I'm, I'm excited to play this deck I, this card in, in the deck I think I'm I might switch over to a version that relies a little less on um, my low mana cost and relies a little more on my affinity count so kind of play with uh, mirror enforcers or frogmites. Uh, yes, yeah, some more four fours. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, because that way, you know, th- that way at least if I top deck it, I don't have to tap mana to cast it to like untap this thing, so I can just like play it, untap it, activate my band lands, and get in there. Um, I don't know. A, we'll see. That's a combo. Com combo. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm just excited just to play with the card. It looks like fun. I, I don't really expect it to go anywhere, but 
hopefully my uh, my toying around might end up finding a a new affinity list. I don't know. Uh, what about what about you, Chris? What what cards are you excited for? Oh, what card am I excited for? Or I guess what, <clears throat> what cards are, are are your standout cards? <laughs> okay, I guess I'll, I'll talk about the cards I think are going to be played before I talk about the cards I like. <laughs> so people are some people are talking about Squee the Immortal. Um, more specifically for um, legacy food chain decks. It's another card you can cast from exile. It also has the added benefits, so when your Miss Hall Griffins get blocked and die or something, you can't they're they're dead. They're gone forever. Not Squee the Immortal though. You can still play him from the graveyard and then exile him to your food chain and go off from there. And so some people are talking about, oh, we'll play him with Blood Raid Elf and Green Red Food Chain, and I, I don't know about, about all that, but, um, because Manipulate Fate seems really, really good. That is correct. And so losing access to that card seems like it's probably a mistake, but, um, <clears throat> maybe some sort of rug variant can, can pop up or something, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, Squee seems, seems potentially pretty sweet, uh. If not, just very annoying. <laughs> uh, another card that I think is pretty pretty nutty is um, Steel Leaf Champion. Now, I'm triple green. Sure, a lot of people like, have uh, seen this card. We yeah. also played with this card last night. It was a lot better than the Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so this card, like, talk about going rate, right? For three mana, you get a five four with upside it can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less so typically the downside of your big dumb idiots like this is they just get chump blocked all day long like we're looking at you Gurmog angler and <laughs> this card doesn't have that problem you, know, you can make as many lingering soul tokens as you would like you still cannot block this this five four it's pretty sweet when you give it flying too how would yeah, you give so it flying john I don't know. There's many ways to give things flying. But <laughs> I guarantee if your opponent has any flyers, they're unlikely to have three or more power. <laughs> yeah, this card just seems sweet. And they printed Llanowar Elves in Standard again. Like, th Turn this... <laughs> this card if is... is bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost excited enough by this card... To want to play standard just so I can play a 5-4 on turn 2 in standard and just beat people's faces in. Yeah. Because it just seems really, really good. And even in, like, you know, they play a 3-3, it's still just chumping this card. Yeah. Right? That happened a lot. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just seems pretty good for just the low, low price of 3, three green mana. Yeah, if you're on the play... Playing this on turn two is amazing. If you're on the draw, playing this on turn two for your opponent to untap with three mana and play a three three, it's like okay, cool. Okay. Like I'm still gonna attack you for five, I guess. And there's no two mana removal spell that gets rid of this because it's at four toughness. It's not three, you know. Incorrect. So correct. You just told us about one. Which one's that? The the white one. Seal away, perhaps. Seal okay. Away. Okay. Sure. I'm sorry. You can There's seal no... this big boy away. Banish seal... him to the shadow realm. He can also walk the plank. For all you standard folk out there. So, so uh, 
apparently murderer is too powerful for standard because they've the the non like the straight up kill a creature spell is now a what four mana sorcery yeah this guy gets fatal push too accurate yeah so i no cards card seems good card seems good it's good there's a lot of things that kill it but it also just doesn't die a lot of the time too so next card that i that i kind of like is uh broken bond uh, unfortunately, this card is a filthy sorcery, not an instant, <laughs> but uh, we can't have it all, I suppose. It's basically a sorcery speed naturalize, stapled to part of an explorer. So you could destroy an artifact or an enchantment, and then you may put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. Seems like a potentially spicy sideboard inclusion for, you know, the good old uh, fashioned ambulance decks out there. Um... <laughs> I mean, play is, their right? stupid artifact or enchantment, a blood moon, perhaps. And if you have your forest, you just nuke it and then ramp anyway. Mm. Seems wait, like feel wait. pretty good. Does does the land enter the battlefield after the enchantment leaves the battlefield, or do do they happen simultaneously? Um, is it in the graveyard? It is not put. It is not put into the graveyard until the spell is finished resolving due to. Based effects, right? No? Yes? No? I don't know. Because if so, then... I guess even if it is in the graveyard, the, the game doesn't know where it is until the spells finish resolving, right? Correct. So, so does state-based effects check on that land entering battlefield? So, I mean, you target the thing, <clears throat> tries to destroy, and then whether it destroys it or not. Like, it's indestructible or something. That gets checked on the resolution of the spell, right? And on the, mm-hmm. on the resolution of the spell, the land's already in play. Mm-hmm. So my guess would be that if there's a Blood Moon, the bounce land would not actually bounce and would be untapped. For those of you who can't see me, which is everybody, I'm flailing my arms because that sounds like a combo! A combo, you say. It makes your, uh, your Broken Bond free, sort of. Yeah. It's like restitution, man. Payment for war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> and the art looks pretty pretty nice, in my opinion. Angry Nissa. Sad Nissa. Got some birds. Be gone, Nissa. Bird of Nissa. And um, speaking of spicy cards for potential amulet decks, <laughs> um, we got this Multani Yavi Maya's Avatar. Um, it's a uh, very uh, familiar four green green converted mana cost. Uh, legendary creature, elemental avatar. It has reach and trample. Uh, what a great stat line. And the thing gets plus one plus one for each land you control and each land in your graveyard. All land so, in both zones. Also, yeah, it both starts, zones. It's a zero zero to start. <laughs> what do you mean? It's probably a six six. When I mean <laughs> normally a six six, not probably an a, It's like probably a, four, a three. Four. It's like, could yeah, be a three three. three, three. three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's more uh, for the low low cost of two mana and returning two lands you control to your hand. You can return this card from your graveyard to your hand. So, if they ever somehow kill the thing, because maybe you played a 6 mana 3-3 three, three or something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> later on in the game, you can just uh, return two lands in your hand and put this guy back in your hand. 
Excellent. And then just play it again. I don't know. It seems pretty good in the uh, the fair grindy matchups, right? Sure. Against your mid-range decks and potentially your control decks. Like, you just cast this thing and they counter and you're like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to put it in my hand and play it again next turn. Right? I suppose in that case, wouldn't the hexproof... Big Dino? Big Dino or the hexproof uh, troll... Thrun? Do just as well? I mean, this survives board wipes in a sense. Yeah, so I mean... Accurate. They can like your edict you or damnation sure. you or something, and this guy just kind of pops back up. Like, I'm back. Also, thoughts using this card is not doesn't seem very very good either. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see benefits. I don't know. Seems potentially interesting, and it uh, can be bigger than big dino or uh, a thrun. That's accurate. We can give it double strike. And I don't know. Maybe reach will be relevant one day. Mercury's got reach. It's relevant in some matchups. You know, swat down their uh... ornithopter. <laughs> no, bad robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so what, about... what cards do you think are so I, sweet? I think it's really funny the cards that we selected. You know, Stephen chose a big stupid artifact. Chris chose a bunch of green shit. <laughs> and then I got over here... <laughs> Uh, a 2-2 flying haste wizard for 3 that gives all wizards you control plus 1 plus 1 until end of turn whenever you play an instant or sorcery what a surprise <laughs> so whenever so prowess for er, no not prowess but uh yeah prowess for every all your for every wizards. wizard what all your prowess wizards. should have been yeah that sounds really scary <laughs> cause it's for wizards you control so it's uh, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty snowbally, huh. but uh, yeah, this thing seems sweet. Um, it buffs up your whole team. Uh, a lot of the stuff that sees play in like the prowessy type decks are wizards. Um, so I'm excited to try this out. I think it might it's. I don't know where it's gonna be best, legacy, modern, or standard. It's definitely going to be garbage in at least one, perhaps two of those formats, and maybe it'll be playable in one. <laughs> I'm really sad that Gataxium Probe is no longer in modern uh, with this card. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, there's a sorcery on top of my library, but I'm not going to flip my Delver because I'm going to deal way more damage with it not flipped. Ha. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Where you're like, clearly five weird. spells. Yeah. Be the answer is just to play Dosset of Perfection. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Done. Because it makes wizards. It. And then Isn't buffs your other mana? wizards. Isn't it right? four mana, though? It's, it's very it's very expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive. Also has cool art. Um, so yeah, I like this card a lot. Um, I think... It's hard. I think it's best in Legacy, except for it has to pull its weight against Bedlam Reveler, and you can't play both. So... I'm not sure. Sure you can. Definitely not playing both. That's uh, that's definitely not a thing. Didn't really uh, play nice. Yeah. My next card is, uh, Steven mentioned it briefly earlier, it's Cast Down. Uh, I like this card a lot for Modern. Uh, One on a black instant, destroy target non-legendary creature. Um, I think this is probably the 
best option for this type of card that we've seen out of like the victim of night slash gifts for the throat yeah go for the throat walk the plank gifts verdict type card um i think this is probably the best the big thing it doesn't get is tassiger but tassiger is not seeing a ton of play um what doesn't else is kill this? azusa either oh boy i'm not too worried about <laughs> killing azusa's personally so it's fine and usually the decks that you're playing this and have plenty of other options for killing an azusa so um but i actually not sure sure how this card's gonna be in standard um i think there's gonna be a lot of legends running around and um i'm not sure it might be too much of a liability to play main deck maybe it's a sideboard card um but ah yeah i don't know i think it might be a little rough to to run this main deck when it could just be blanked by so many solid cards people are going to be playing yeah i think i think in standard it kind of falls down to that same space where uh ultimate price fell under where like monocolored creatures were being played but some, some decks just didn't play many of like any worthwhile to to kill so it was either in your main board as a two of and came out immediately in game two or it was a two of in your sideboard that came in immediately in game two sure as heck don't kill a nightville specter yep yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah i think this card's pretty uh pretty solid in modern um i don't know about legacy two mana two mana removal in legacies uh it's, Rough. A, t- it's a tall order but Rough. Um, but yeah uh, then moving on, uh, another another two mana card. Uh, I kind of like uh, Board the Weatherlight. Uh, it's a one and a white sorcery. Um, you look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a historic card from among them and put it into your hand, and then you put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So it's artifacts, legendaries, and sagas. Um, so it's it's kind kind of reminds me of an ancient stirrings but it doesn't get lands which is big correct yeah um but it's a very powerful effect as we've seen ancient stirrings is the most powerful cantrip effect in modern far and away um and looking five deep is pretty good so um you have to basically to be fair um like what is it the two mana arcane that looks Peer at through, five, through, depths, through, through the depths yeah yeah virtually no play it's uh isn't it only an instant or sorcery or is it get anything instant or sorcery yeah it's true two mana is a lot but um kind of raised an eyebrow for me at least um it's hard though like legend the sagas aren't really a real get here so you're getting the option to get legendaries here is what it's really opening up artifacts and legendaries yeah you already had artifacts off of um ancient stirrings i mean Not obviously scourges. yeah <laughs> it's fair so uh, i guess you get colored artifacts and you get the ability just to do this in white which white doesn't have normally or i shouldn't say normally, that's true but 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 yeah the colored color difference might be relevant i don't know um do I we don't... see do we think this is gonna be a mono white affinity card no it doesn't Dang. find tempered steel accurate does not <laughs> if only it was a saga yeah i think you got better things to be doing in that deck like uh steel shaper's gift is a thing and then there's the what is it the open the armory yeah, yeah both of those 
Hell yeah. Or whatever that card's called. Better so. than this. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it's a, it's a novel effect. Uh, it caught my eye. So, I'm sure someone looks for the Holy Relic. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> uh, and my last card is... Uh, I just couldn't, couldn't pass this card up because I'm an, just a huge greed lord and I love value. Uh, Moldrotha the Gravetide is a sweet. I'm sure many people are building Moldrotha decks in EDH now. Uh, it's three and um, <clears throat> go, uh, bug colors for a 6-6 six, six, uh, elemental avatar legendary creature. It says during each of your turns you may play up to one permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard. And if it has multiple types you choose one as you play it. So this card is insane value. Um, I like this card a lot. Uh, I will not build an EDH deck around it though Steven. <laughs> you say now I say now uh, I will not I cannot I will not be tempted do not but tempt John, me but John it's only $7 right now oh boy that is that is inaccurate because there are many writers attached to that <laughs> many additional <laughs> costs accrued it is not a it is not a $7 one time purchase it is uh yeah, it has some multi kisser. Listen, listen, just just buy it now. Just put it in the back of your binder. <clears throat> just don't think about it for about like a little while, you know. Like how long you owned a Marchesa for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least a year, maybe more. That's fair. It's fair. So there there are there are a few cards we didn't really mention in our individual list because we figured that elephants in the room. Yeah, everyone's already been talking about them. But I, I don't think we can just not talk about or mention this Karn at all, right? Yeah, and Damping Spear and Venomware Elves. I mean, oh. you're, you're right. We can't just, like, breeze by these cards. Um, but what more is there to say? We've, they're good. They're good. They're great. I mean, there's, there, there's a reason that Karn is currently at a... a $45 and uh, Mox Amber is at $30. Uh, these cards are just going to be staples of the format of standard at least for, you know, the for however long they're going to be in standard. Who knows if uh, Wizards feels like they might be too powerful or uh, maybe taking over the meta and end up banning them. But for the time being, they are uh, they're A-plus cards. Especially Karn. Goes into any deck any deck literally like oh what colors are you playing doesn't matter you should be playing karn yeah that's yeah the chris amulet karn boom why stick jason stirrings why stick jason in your deck when you can stick karn in your deck accurate to be fair i never thought jace was good in amulet yeah it's because it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's because although somehow i can't imagine uh Ramnap Red would rather play a Karn than Hazaret. But, <clears throat> you know, you could. Literally every deck. And so, uh, also, another card coming in that's that's kind of been on this huge hype train is Dampening Spear. Two mana. If uh, Artifact, if a land tap for two more mana, it would produce a colorless uh, instead of any other type of mana uh, and then each spell 
And then in addition to screwing over the uh, the amulet and Tron players, uh, each and spell... Eldrazi. And Eldrazi. Each spell a player co- casts costs one more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. Um, to also screw over the Storm players. And Kirk Clan Ironworks. And Ceramos. Yeah. Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, pretty hyper aggressive decks like Affinity also get kind of screwed over by this. Um, who end up playing, you know, two to three cards a turn will now be restricted to probably only playing one card a turn. Ad nauseum's not, not really happy about this card existing either. No. They're not happy, but it's not impossible for them to combo off around it. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I think these three cards, two. The, I think for sure, Karn and Mox Amber are going to be standard staples and standard standouts. Uh, I think specifically, Damfitting Spear is going to stand out in modern. Uh, maybe even Legacy. Um, I, it's it's definitely fringe, but I could definitely see it being maybe. if. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of vintage. Huh. And vintage. Vintage. Uh, Perhaps. Yeah, where that, where your where uh uh-huh. now you're shops is like really good against oh. shops. Yeah, where shops is just like whenever it's taking over the format, dampening spears just like flood sideboards when, and then When is shops not taking over the format? Exactly. Uh but yeah, maybe not not so much in legacy seeing as a uh, uh soul lands aren't as popular in in legacy yeah i don't know it's like between like storm and soul lands are a thing in legacy i'm sure some decks will want this card i'm sure we will see it around um there's already a lot of good hate for storm and i don't know if this deck is actually that good against the soul land decks honestly you don't think the card is good against those decks it's really slow they're doing the really busted stuff on turn one and two Mm. And if your interaction is like, haha, after you've played your crazy hateful lock pieces, you have to be even slower to resolve a threat is like, okay, like you probably weren't doing anything else that game anyways. Yeah. So the fact that it takes them like two extra turns to cast their Chandra, not that big of a deal. I can see that. Also, I mean, they usually blood moon themselves blood, yeah. out of their soul lands anyway. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> a lot of these decks, like the Eldrazi Stompy decks aren't, but like, whatever. They've already chaliced you. <laughs> I don't know. Although, what is hilarious is their Ancient Tomb still deal two damage to them, but only make one mana. That is amazing. <laughs> that is what we would uh, call a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that takes a big enough portion of the format to make it worth playing Damping Sphere, though. Uh, one thing I think we should at least uh, touch on briefly is I believe with the release of Dominaria we're going to have this uh, change in the way that damage dealt to Planeswalkers works in targeting of Planeswalkers. Yep, already live online. Goblin Warstrike now reads deal damage to target player or Planeswalker apparently. <laughs> and uh, do you think it's going to be confusing for newer players who get like older cards that don't say target planeswalker and just don't know that it can do that 
I think like is there going to be a, a continuity issue with um, just kind of like quietly eradicating like how many thousands of cards? I mean, there's a lot of gotchas like that with Magic already, though. Right? Like, it's just one more thing. Just, like, falls into the camp of explaining what flying means, trample means. Yada, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't... I mean, it's it's definitely, like, a pain, but I think it's... But, but, but so the thing is, like, okay, Lightning Bolt is now routed to say target creature or player or planeswalker. But then they print a new Searing Spear, right? And it says target creature or player. But original Searing Spear said red target creature or player, but it was errated to include Planeswalker. But the new one cannot hit Planeswalkers, when the old one can, even though they physically read the same text. I feel like that's going to be confusing for potentially, especially new players. You mean like a Searing Spear analog? Right. Maybe. But it's a different card. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, the new card. Ah, uh, I, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, they physically read the same thing, but they don't actually do the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a potential pain point. They might hold off from printing cards like that for a while. And what about, like, can I still shoot your Planeswalker with my Rurikthar trigger? There are ways to... <laughs> to work around that. You could say deal two damage to a non-planeswalker target that's a little it's not very clean though that sounds clean it's a little wordy but it gets the point across yeah i mean they're not opposed to being wordy in their descriptions of what cards do i think that there are some cards that say that are worded like Target creature or player, or kicked, you can do it to a planeswalker too, or something. Some weird templating I mean, like this. I mean, that... just like uh, Gaia's Revenge can't be the target of spells or abilities that aren't green. <laughs> You're still locked <laughs> onto that card, huh? I don't know. I just like like such weird wording. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, not, not as bad as those new knights that have, uh, what is it like protection from white without actually calling it protection from white? <laughs> Hex proof from white or something. Yeah, like that. Oh, god, yeah. <laughs> what an awful idea. But I guess this I think... is how they're templating it now. Like the Orcish Vandal tap second artifact deals two damage to any target. Yeah, any target. It's in the list. Any non planeswalker target. Yeah, I mean that seems fine. That's probably a more logical way of templating it that doesn't end up with your situation where cards read the same but work differently. Just a question of whether they want to have to print every single card that does that with that many words on it in the future. The other thing was like because they uh, the original announcement of the errata or whatever. It was for, it was just like a very blanket statement like if it's if it used to say target player now it's target player or planeswalker, so now you can thought seize planeswalkers. <laughs> right, it doesn't make any sense, but. So so the next master set is literally just gonna be. <laughs> Did it target a player? Cool, we're reprinting it, putting new text on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I don't know. There could be room for confusion, but I think it's like... That's just recall. Your Liliana draws three cards. I don't think it works like that. Like, if you mind-slaver your opponent, can you make them, like, dot seize their planeswalkers? I... You just point, you just thought Are you allowed yourself. to lightning? Because okay, so in in the past, right, you weren't allowed to lightning bolt your. If you mind slaver someone, you were not allowed to make your opponent lightning bolt themselves and redirect the damage to their planeswalker. But now you're allowed to just bolt the planeswalker, right? Wait, you weren't allowed to do that. No. I've never I've never had that interaction before. Is there, why? Um, be, it has to do with the fact that you control the damage. Like, you can't redirect damage to your own Planeswalker, because then it'd be like, if your opponent bolted you, then you could decide to put it over to your Planeswalker, kind of a thing. Yeah, I do remember hearing about that at some point. Huh. <laughs> Weird. It's like because you're the controller of the... Because the lightning can't can't come from you and get redirected... From no, you? no, no, it's the, the idea is that otherwise any damage that you take, you would be able to apportion yeah. over to your you, You're not allowed to redirect any damage being dealt to you to your Planeswalker instead. Interesting. Your opponent is allowed to make the, that choice. Interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. That's such a weird interaction. Yeah, you, you only get the redirect when it's you casting it on someone else. But with Mindslaver, it's the person doing it, so the option just doesn't become available i think i think the discussion may have started when like oh so it used to be such that if you had ley line of sanctity right i can't bowl your planeswalker so if i mind slaver you i should be able to bolt your planeswalker with your bowl right well no <laughs> you can't do that either no you Get could wrecked. you the player mind slavering them could bolt yourself and redirect it to your planeswalker though that is legal because of do, 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 do. well yeah because the yeah it's, it's the because you're making a decision the for that player but yeah yeah, yeah. It, it has to do with who controls the the damage the damage owner of the damage interesting anyway we got kind of out in the weeds there <laughs> out in the weeds um let's let's just briefly go over this brawl challenge because um the brawl challenge the brawl challenge yeah, turns out um, a commander that is too powerful for actual commander, which is supposed French, to be a French fun, casual format. Well, the uh, 1v1. 1v1 is not fun and casual. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it turns out uh, if he's too good for there, he's apparently really good in Brawl too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I get it that it's probably just like an oversight, right? Like... You're like, aha, we've, we've taken all the cards that were banned in standard. Like, that should be good enough, right? Um, but they kind of just forgot to look at, like, literally the same kind of format. Um, 1v1 EDH, where they had to ban Brawl because he was too powerful. Um, you know, countering things all day and then playing one fat big dude is pretty good. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, top eight is... Six Baral decks and two Galta Primal Hunger decks. Interestingly enough, the only Galta decks in the top 32 both made top 8. Uh, also playing a bunch of creatures. Seems pretty good. I mean, yeah, man. You gotta, make like, gotta make your Galta cheaper. Strong, powerful creatures. And then I, playing a 12-12 with Trample. Seems really good. I love the variety of, like, 
it's like every sweet creature that they've printed in the last few years we we're like is this card good enough for modern it was like no like we got good old prowling serpapard came back here yeah we've I got that card. we've got uh where is it that vizier of the menagerie love that making card. making an appearance um both Animar staples, I might add. Yeah, where'd that other one go? There was another one that was, uh... Let's see here. Is it, uh... Resilient Kenra is interesting. Majestic Miriarch. Uh, yeah, this card's sweet. Ripjaw Raptor. Ripjaw Raptor, yeah. Just like, oh, Carnage Tyrant? Like... <laughs> Channeler Initiate? Hulk seems pretty good. I think and then just like savage stomp and prey upon to people get talking creatures. About, people are talking about channeler initiate for a hot minute for modern right yeah 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 it's uh yeah this like i would love to play this like this deck seems sweet oh vizier of the menagerie, menagerie. yeah this card yeah. is sweet i love that card really good in animar rishkar servant of the yeah this, this deck just playing a lot of sweet stuff just play a bunch of big dudes and Fight, I fight, do, fight, fight. I do find it funny that uh, all the control decks, uh, all the the uh, brawl decks have the one constant creature of uh, Trental Gear Hulk, and then most of them are also playing the Primal Tide dude. Yeah, it's good. I'm surprised uh, Kefnet isn't seeing playing more of them. I that's what I was just thinking. I, I see it in two lists, but I don't see it in, in many other ones. Yeah, yeah sensor is good enough, but Kefnet is not. Some people but, you know, playing nimble obstructionist. Even moving past the top eight, like ninth, tenth. Uh, <laughs> this poor guy playing Vizier of Many Faces got got in the top eight. I'm sure. Yeah. Like surprise! No, <laughs> no one else is playing <laughs> any creatures. <laughs> good Ooh, luck with that. Yeah, like probably didn't play against one of the green decks. And just like never had a target for his vizier rip okay i'm i want to double check because i think i'm wrong but is there really out of the top 20 something are there really only like under 10 so what is this list a top 30 top 25 32, top 32? out of all of there are there less than 10 brawl decks or less than 10 non-brawl decks uh, perhaps. Uh, the most... They had a breakdown. The most played, um... Most played, uh... General was Baral. And the second most played was, uh, Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And then I think after that... I'm trying to remember what it was. So 19 copies of Baral... It's close. A, it's a lot of lot of brawl. Yeah. Twenty four copies of Trenchal Gear Hulk. Sixteen copies of the uh, Nezahal Primal Tide, and nine copies of Scarab God. And they must really enjoy the mirror. Yeah. Uh, there were some people that were definitely excited that I saw that were like, "Yeah, control mirrors, yeah." <laughs> Her, I'm her. all about this. They were, I see one lonely Admiral Beckett Brass. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
someone on Beckett Brass for some god awful reason. I just want to play Gonti. I think Scarab God's sweet. I mean, yes, if I had to pick any of them, Scarab God would hands down be the one I'd go to because I that ability is just nuts. I mean, not in this meta, of course, because Brawl is like like everywhere. But if you get rid of Brawl, Scarab God seems awesome. People were saying that like Nickel Bolas is good just because you struggle to find playables and three colors lets you find more playables. It's a stretch. I mean, I think blue. I think blue black does a good job at it. Yeah. Then why don't you just play Tezzeret the Schemer? Accurate. That's what I should be doing. Uh, just play the, uh, Affinity. The guy that uh, that won went undefeated and streamed mm-hmm. the whole top eight. So there's videos on the MTG Brawl subreddit if anyone wants to watch some degeneracy. Well, there you go. I'll go ahead and link that in the in the description for anybody who wants to to watch two brick walls stare at each other for. 15 turns. Hey man, he put a Galta deck in the top 8, so at least one of the three <laughs> matches is not a mirror. So if I'm looking at this correctly, he didn't l- drop a game. Correct. He went undefeated. Entirely. <laughs> is it only one game? Oh god, because there's no sideboards, huh? Yeah. You just play a game? I would assume so. Wow. I don't know. I'm just saying his game win percentage is 100%. His game win percentage is 100%. Like, how do you uh, lose? Man. Fun fact. You don't. <laughs> I like how the mono blue Baral deck is still playing in either hub. Gotta get. Someone asking for a deck list, and someone just says, "Set the standard flag and search for counter and spell. Add them all to the deck with lands, and maybe, <laughs> a, maybe a win condition or two, and a torrential gear hulk." <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> hey, there's a metallurgic summonings in there. Ah, uh, yes. It's a win con. I have fond memories of this card. Yeah. Just dumpstering me with it over and over. Oh yeah, you haven't lived until you've curved metallurgic summonings into part the water veil. Anyways, I think that brings us to our final topic of the day, slot of the week, where we tell you what card we are totally hyped about getting into our seventy-five in this week. Chris, I'll start with you. What would they say if you can't uh, beat them? Join him. Uh, Blood Moon. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is your like like your weekly like this is this is just your cycle, right? You go from playing Blood Moon decks to like ah, I didn't really get to cheese that many people, so I'm just going back to Amulet. Chris, uh, I got really cheesed by Blood Moon, so I'm gonna go back to playing Blood Moon. <laughs> Chris is just literally Two Face from Batman. <laughs> I'll let you guess which side is the one that plays Blood Moon. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, of course, I don't really play real Blood Moon decks. Uh, play the good old Swan deck. And, you know, I, I do kind of miss just being able to draw like eight cards for one red mana. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Word. It feels pretty sweet. 
And if you happen to lock them out of the game because of Blood Moon, then, you know, eh, I guess it happens sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if I were truly playing Assault deck, then I would just show up with Wilted Abzan and just pray that I get paired against all the Burning Inquiry decks in the room. Ha! I got there you go. four Wiltleaf Lieges, four Loxodon Spiders... Four obstinate Bela. <laughs> Jeez. Progressive. Just sides out burning inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First hit just puts two Baylos into play. <laughs> Three Baylos, yeah, sorry. Turn one inquiry. Who's going to put more four fours into play? Let's see. <laughs> Is there anything you could play to make yourself like this? Like you play one with nothing, Chris. It you doesn't could. Work. It doesn't work. Oh, is it when your opponent causes you yeah, to discard? Your opponent him? has to be uh, lame. Aw, lame. <laughs> I'm dedicated to make that card work in modern at some point. It's impossible. One with nothing. One with nothing. Why not just play the Red Saga instead? <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing, but it might do something later on. <laughs> <laughs> One with nothing. No such promises. Not even. I have a teams. better mission for you, Steven. Um, what's the card called? Call to the Grave or something? Make that card work. Call to the Grave. Let's play it's like return all cards to your hand that you discarded or cycled this turn. Let's <laughs> play Tybalt. It was played in the uh, New Perspectives deck. Oh, that deck was a spicy meatball. Okay, okay. So spicy. You need to, like, get a card that whenever you discard a card, you do a thing. Like, is there's got to be something that, like, when you discard a card, you, you draw a card, right? On, like, on, like, an enchantment. You won with nothing, discard your hand, get a bunch of draw triggers, and then you play this card and get your hand back. Plus all the hey. other cards. Hey. I don't think discard a card, draw a card as a trigger exists. Really? Man. That's hard to believe. Ah. <clears throat> uh. Because then cards like with Tyler's Tribe would be way better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they're Free uncommon. Zero Chris. mana loot. Uh, before we well, get further, rummage. <laughs> before we get further into these to these weeds here, John, what's your song of the week? So I'm gonna cop out a little bit here since I didn't actually get to play Modern last week, and my song <laughs> of the week was my song of the week was a. Thopter Foundry. Uh, so my Sword of the Week is uh, Sword of the Meek. <laughs> uh, Other half of the combo, two sides of the same coin. Uh, I think I'm going to run it back unless I'm tempted to play some sort of jank playing new cards from Dominaria, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? How about you, Steven? Uh, I'm... I guess I'm also copping out. I uh, I'm I'm running running another week back with Amulet. Uh, so my card of the week is my slot of the week is Amulet of Vigor. Um, picked I'm stoked to last week. <laughs> I picked Azusa last week. Leave me alone. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm totally on the deck right now. I'm uh, uh, I've taken a little little sabbatical from Affinity. I've been getting way too uh, my muscle memory for the deck is a little. Uh, a little too too muscle memory ee, -E. um, and I just do, e -E? yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> and I just uh, I do stuff without even like really thinking about it, and I just need 
I need a I need a break to to really find uh, lines of play and to like really think about decks. And I think Amulet is the perfect deck to do that with. Plus, I have all the cards, and I love the deck because it's so much fun. Because I get to play Prime Time and then attack with it and then kill people. Rawr! Wow. So instead of a sabbatical, it's more of a sabbatical. Thank you for checking us out and sticking out to the very end. If you're wondering where you could find more content, head over to mtgconflicts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, mtgconflicts, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments, please, please message us on one of those platforms. We would love to hear your feedback. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later. Later.